The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Sarah Sohi is an NBA reporter for Yahoo Sports. She joins us now. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us. So, Sarah, tell us what the last 24 hours for you have been like. Uh, pretty surreal, pretty delirious, uh, a lot of fun. I, uh, it's honestly, it's, it's taken a little while to hit, but it's all around been pretty incredible. I can't, I have no complaints. I can't, I can't really believe it. <laughs> can't really believe it. What's it like in Toronto today? What was it like last night? I saw on Twitter last night, you filed for Yahoo and then you're like, okay, who wants to party? <laughs> what was, what's it been like? What's it like there? Oh, I unfortunately did not get any takers. I I, uh, I filed pretty late, but I did get to. Uh, I checked out Jurassic Park. I, I spent the first half there, and uh, and a little bit of time after the game. And the energy is honestly incredible. I think there's a lot of anxiety around the end. I think a lot of people once Danny Green turned the ball over, the rap, and the Warriors got a chance, felt like, oh my God, this is happening all over again. This team is cursed, or like you know, just general fan anxiety kind of took over. But then. <laughs> Once they won, it was incredible. Just people were so happy. The streets were flooded. Obviously, I'm sure people have seen the tapes, you know, people climbing on lampposts and trucks and all that stuff. But it generally is just a very jubilant environment. And today it's beautiful in Toronto. I think people are just very happy. Uh, you know, it's, it, despite all the rain, it's, uh, the sun is shining today. And people are smiling, a lot of Raptors jerseys, a lot of high fives. It's been pretty cool. So you've been reporting uh, for the NBA for about uh, seven years now. What has it been like uh, reporting on this team during the playoff run into the finals? Was there a shift in there for you when you're like, oh, my gosh, this is really getting real. This They could do it. Tell me about that. Well, I think... You know, even just going into the season, the first thing was just the fact that Kawhi Leonard was on the team. He's one of the best players in the league. Once it became clear that he was healthy and committed, then I knew that this could be real. That said, there were a lot of good teams in the East. The Bucks are a very strong team. The Sixers, the Boston Celtics. And I think the moment that it became clear that these guys might actually be a cut above the rest was in Game 7, when Kawhi Leonard hit that buzzer beater yeah. and took the Raptors to the Eastern Conference Finals, that was a moment where it really started to feel like things were turning around. And I think it gave the team a lot of faith that they could that they could get this thing done because I think it was Kawhi's coming out party. It was it wasn't just like he's a top five player anymore. I was like, okay, he's back. He, he's maybe the best player in the league. So that was definitely the turning point. I think for a lot of people. I think for the franchise and. You know, it really validated the trade, and it also took back, uh, you know, it took people back to that memory of Vince Carter missing a very similar shot in in the playoffs, you know, almost 17 years ago, and all that history has now been erased. Mm-hmm. Sira Sohi is an NBA reporter with Yahoo Sports joining us this afternoon. Now, you talked about uh, Kawhi Leonard, the acquisition of him, um, you know, uh, last year, uh, Nick Nurse as, uh, you know, the he's a first-year coach. There's a lot of great storylines on this team, isn't there? No question. I think it was redemptive for a lot of the guys that were on the team. I think it was redemptive for Kawhi, and he talked about that a little bit, just about how he felt like people were either doubting him or thinking that he was lying about his injury and realizing that you know he didn't need to care about the outside world and just realize his own potential and what he could do if he put his best foot forward. And I think that's really what the Raptors did after you know 
five years of, of playoff disappointments, just being able to not look at themselves that way and realizing that, you know, they believed in themselves and they took shots with confidence and they were aggressive and they stuck to the game plan that they would be able to, to come out and, and play their best. And Sarah, one of your colleagues in an article this morning described the team as, quote, a group of players who were good but not good enough, bonded over failures and the prospect of embracing the unknown. Can you tell us about this bond and how you saw it develop over the year? bond has existed for quite some time now. I think uh, these guys are tied together by a great deal of things, but if I was pinpoint to one thing, it's just their individual resilience. They finally came together collectively. Kawhi Leonard is the top pick of any of these guys in the draft, and he was picked 15. This team does not have any lottery selections on there. Mm. Every single guy has been doubted, has, you know, had to inch for their NBA opportunities, has, you know, not gotten playing time because some other guy that you know went to a powerhouse school and supposedly had a lot of promise was playing over them and they had to fight through all of that they have fred van vliet who went undrafted hit three huge threes in the fourth quarter he spent time in the g league pascal siaka Norm, norman powell spent time in the g league that's basically the foundation of their bench and you know, you look at a guy like Kyle Lowry, always doubted, Danny mm-hmm. second-round pick, Gasol second-round pick. These guys have just had to fight through so much just to get to the point they are at. And, they, and it also adds the extra element that they've never had the special treatment that a lot of players get. There's really no – I don't like using this term because, you know, I understand why players get this way. I think that they all have the right to pursue whatever they want to pursue, but there's really – there's no divas on this team. Mm. Mm-hmm. These guys are just, they're playing for each other. They just uh, seem to be so focused and really chill. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's so chill, it's not even funny. But just <laughs> just watching them, just the focus, um, the focus through it all. There wasn't, um, you know, when they won last night, of course, a huge huge celebration, but it just seemed like they they were on a mission and it was it was fabulous to watch. What do you think that this team is going to look like next year? Well, I think the big question that's hanging over it is definitely whether or not Kawhi Leonard will be back. Um, I could not answer that better than anybody else. But if he is back, then I think this team is actually going to be even stronger next year, despite the fact that some of these guys are getting up there in age. Uh, Kyle, Mark, and Danny are on the wrong side of 30. But, Mm. you know, despite that, they are still learning to play together. They're still developing chemistry. You know, this team has only been together since February, since the team traded for Marcus Gasol, and they're still really catching their stride. You see them every game. They're kind of trying different things that you haven't seen before. So if Kawhi comes back, I'm really excited to see what this starting five looks like uh, with, with, you know, full regular season. And on top of that, you got a guy like Pascal Siakam who's only going to keep getting better. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, you've loved basketball, Surat, since uh, since you were a kid growing up right here in Edmonton. Yes. <laughs> um, you grew up here and you went to university uh, here. What was it about basketball that you've, what is it about basketball that you've loved uh, so much over the years? <laughs> You know, there's, there's so many things. I think my, my first foray into it was more of an act of rebellion. Uh, my, my family is a very soccer-heavy family. My dad's a pusher. He wanted me to uh, to get into soccer. And I think that one day I was just like, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> I, uh, I, took to, I took to the basketball court. I was not very good. But I just, from there, I think the fact that it was, 
it's just so much fun and it was cool i think that was one of the bigger things like it was just the fact that you know you play basketball you see people who are good at it there's just like there's just a grace to it a smoothness to it that i always wanted to kind of practice and aspire to and then you know then from there it's like you're just playing it's a sport you love it yeah yeah. yeah, you've been watching this outpouring of support across the country for really for a, support, for a sport that, you know, typically up until probably a couple of months ago didn't get, um, well, it didn't. It just didn't get near as much support as, you know, things like the NHL and hockey and, and that sort of thing. We've seen a, a lot of people jump on that bandwagon. Read a great article today that's saying, you know what, bandwagon jumpers are, are awesome because uh, passion for sport has to start somewhere, and this may be part of it. Um, but do you think that people are, are just starting to really see how exciting that this game is what is it that you think that that captured uh canadians attention this go around well i think a lot of things came together uh luckily for the raptors first of all the fact that there are no canadian teams in the family cup well you know that'll impact things uh just the fact that you know there's no cross programming to fight with and it was hey, game of thrones ended you know people are just looking for something to watch i think mm-hmm. and then it gives them uh, a perfect excuse with the raptors making this deep run and i think uh the big thing is the excitement around a great player like Kawhi leonard yeah. you know like michael jordan was on the bulls and as a result of that despite the fact that those that team is you know aside from a few runs for the past 20 years not really done anything impressive <laughs> they're still selling out yeah. their stadium and that's because watching great players put on individual great individual performances i think in anything in any sport is just so inspiring and i think it can make people fall in love with whatever that craft is what do you think that this championship is going to mean for basketball in canada i've been talking to some of the youth um the youth basketball leagues here and you know there, there's a wait list to get up into some of the camps to get on teams uh do you think that this is going to be a real shot in the arm well, that's really great to hear. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think obviously for for kids who are who are first starting to get into any sport, maybe they're not really, you know, a big fan of anything yet. This could be huge for for them to say, hey, maybe I can play basketball and, uh, you know, maybe you know, I like I said, I grew up playing soccer, and I think most kids who played summertime sports and didn't play hockey here did play soccer. So maybe that could kind of become a substitute for for that. I know hockey was always going to reign supreme for a lot of people, so I don't think there's any point in trying to fight against that. But I think that <laughs> you know, there's just uh, it's just on the radar more. You see it on TV. You say, hey, I can be like that guy, mm. and that for you know, despite the fact that you know most people can't be Kawhi Leonard, it's still. Uh, it still makes them want to try, right? And that's, yeah. that's huge. You know what? Um, I was reading an article that you had written, and in it you said, quote, I used to sit at home and read about Jurassic Park, about the president of basketball operations dropping F-bombs in the middle of the crown, and you're yearn to be part of the collective experience. You have been. You are now. So, um, you know, putting your, your reporter hat aside, as a fan, what has it been like for you? Oh, it's been so cool. I, you know, it's it's one of the struggles that I think a lot of Canadian reporters have had is just, you know, Raptors aside, I think like I can I can take a step back from the team itself, but what it means to Canada, I think, is just so hard to not be biased about, right? Like it's just kind of natural. You finally see this country coming together for a thing that you've loved for so long. It's just a, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah, absolutely incredible uh, feeling. And, you know, it's been a long time since I watched uh, basketball. I, I became a bit of a Bucks fan uh, last year, so it was fun in my house uh, over these playoffs, as you can imagine. My husband's a Raptors fan. My family's oh, okay. a Raptors fan. Um, <laughs> but, of course, got onto the band 
bandwagon when they made it to the to the final and it, it was just fascinating to watch and I just I forgot how good these players are I forgot how fast the game is you know and just to see the talent uh, of it, it it was it was really something else to, to watch and I can add it to my collective of, of uh, sports that I enjoy now so it's been fun and I can't wait to see what happens next year Sirat thank you so much for joining us keep up the good work and looking forward to seeing more of your work at Yahoo Sports Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah, take care. Sirat Sohi, she's a reporter for, as I said, an NBA reporter for Yahoo Sports. Grew up right here in Edmonton.